Welcome back to another episode of the Becoming More podcast. I'm your host, Brett Yo, Becoming Brett on Instagram. Today I'm here with Denise. Hi, Denise. Uh, happy to have you on the show. Hey, how's it going, Brett? I'm, I'm happy to be here. Doing well, doing well. Um, so Denise and I, we've known each other for a few months um, on Instagram and other mm -hmm. places. Um, so kind of want to get uh, like your elevator pitch of like, where your story, your journey's gone so far? Um, well, I had a Brunei gastric bypass um, in October of 2018. And uh, as a result of that, and a lot of hard work, I've lost over 100 pounds. So um, the losing weight was the easy part, the keeping enough, that's the challenge. <laughs> So, and I've been heavily involved in the Instagram community, helping build people up and grabbing inspiration from there. And that's how we met <laughs> in other groups on there. So yeah, yeah that's, that that's in great. a nutshell is my story. And hundred pounds is no joke. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy hard. And then it's also crazy hard when like any kind of life situation throws it, gets thrown at you. And then you're like, you easily can go up 20 pounds and you're like, oh yeah, oh man, like you don't want to spiral back up any further no. and then and then that 20 pounds seems to take forever to come back off yeah it's a whole different story um once you're out of the honeymoon phase after like I had surgery I know not everybody in the community has but um uh it's a whole different story once you're in maintenance yeah definitely so uh we're gonna go back a little bit um based on like uh, trying to find out your background like growing up and all that weight was weight up problem like as far as you can remember was it something that you gained like in college was there whatever it is um like what 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 was it when was it that you first like realized that you had a problem with your weight well firstly I haven't grown up yet <laughs> I'm still working on that <laughs> um I was heavy my whole life um as long as I can remember I was always the fat kid I was the second tallest in my class like <laughs> but I'm, I'm, right, I'm right there I'm right there with you that's the same <laughs> Um, always, always. So a little bit um, in college when I couldn't afford to eat, <laughs> I lost and I was sort of normal-ish for a few years. But then, you know, you get a job and you get some money and you like to eat and, you, and your job's sedentary. So it all came back in a whole lot more. Um, and I had a lot of health complications too that added to it. Um, heredity. Uh, I had thyroid cancer in 2008 so I had my entire thyroid removed and when you don't have a thyroid that controls your whole metabolism so you gain weight oh wow yeah <laughs> I had polycystic ovarian disease for years too and it it messes with your hormones so I had like all the cards stacked against me my whole life um but yeah, yeah that's quite like a amalgamation of events like multiple things know, that can right? work against you to yeah. then like even to get to the point you are now like is amazing because a lot of people even with just one of those they can't get out of it it's hard right um and for a long time i felt very hopeless and that life was just going to happen to me and kind of living at effect and then i decided to start living at cause and i started making some changes so okay so <clears throat> you mentioned making the changes um so was there like a certain like thing that made you really start going down towards the go down the road towards the R and Y that you had. Yep, um, there definitely was. Uh, I had a doctor's appointment, and I was having blood work come back. Like I was dreading every year having to go for my annual because I'd get the lecture. Um, and just one year, he's like, "Look, Denise, you're spiraling out of control." Um, he he said, "Like I know it's not always." something you've done but he said you've got five to ten years left like good years left um before there's going to be major major issues with your health and that really shocked me because i just thought you know i was always a big girl but i was fairly healthy oh okay there's some bad blood tests here and there but he's like no 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 look at this <laughs> so i'm like holy crap so that scared me and he said like um he brought up the bariatric surgery and he said, you might want to talk to them. And I never wanted to do that. Um, I grew up in a family where that was very taboo. 
And uh, I mean, weight loss surgery has such a stigma because people say, you know, the proverbial, the easy way out. Um, and you always hear the stories of the people that it failed, like failed it or it failed them. Mm -hmm. And that's what people always throw back at you. Well, I know so-and-so and they gained it all back and they went through all this stuff. And, you know, it was, it was a lot of shame about that route. And I put it off for years, but the truth is like, it saved my life and people don't recognize that. Like um, I mentioned earlier that I had cancer and that was back in 2008. Um, I had to have surgery to save my life back then. Nobody said anything. Yeah. I had to make the decision to have surgery to save my life again this time. And you would not believe how many people tried to talk me out of that. Wow. When it's cancer, it's okay. When it's because, oh, they perceive that because, oh, well, you can lose the weight on your own um, or whatever, that it's not okay. And that, you know, I kept my surgery kind of quiet for a long time. And then I kind of came to the realization that, you know what, this is a surgery that saves lives. I'm going to start being more forward about my story and my journey. So I stopped kind of hiding it. And you know what, can I say bad words on here? Yeah, you can. <laughs> Fuck the stigma. Like, yeah. you know, I hate it. Yeah, and well, I'm hey, not gonna hide. Yeah, good, good for you because definitely it's definitely there because it, it amazes me. Even people that are have lot, so it's usually people that have you know people that don't have it obviously that say that those things. But even people in the community that like have lost a lot of weight, you know, all the people that have the different variations of the surgeries, and they still say stuff like that. And I'm it amazes me because I'm, I mean, I didn't. It's funny because a couple weeks ago I had a meetup with some people from the community, and. Mm -hmm. I was the only one that didn't have it right. and um and i was given the honorary uh wls badge um but you know it's it's one of those things because like i was that was my next step really was because yeah. um well, I, i've told this before but when i did my own episode um that when i had uh my pulmonary embolism and i was in the hospital like do the doctor just literally like threw not through but like tossed the bariatric pamphlet on my like lap because yeah. it was like you need to look into this um, and it was like, it was always like the last, I always thought of it as a last resort, but it's, it's not always, and it's, it's not, it's sometimes it's the best option too. No. And it's not for everybody. That's yeah. for sure. Like, you know, that was the answer for me. I tried a million things. I tried Jenny Craig. I, I did the freaking walk of shame to Weight Watchers like 14 times, you know, you do well, you lose the 20, 30 pounds and then be mm -hmm. like, fuck, this is hard, you know? Yeah. And, and they also are in business to keep people coming. So that's also... Like and it's, that's it's, why it's, it's not quite like, oh, we want you to succeed and then you'll never come back, right? They want you to yeah. be like a 10-year member or whatever yeah. they call it. And that's why, uh, yeah, or lifetime or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why diet culture fails so many people because it's designed to make people money and it's designed to be the same and mm -hmm. hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, like you'll have that initial success. Yeah. But then, you know, when things get routine and you don't change stuff up a bit, you get bored. You got to learn to pivot. And they can't market pivoting into what they're selling because they can't do that for everybody. You know, it's like a cookie cutter solution for everybody. Mm -hmm. and that's how they make their money. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because um, a few episodes ago, I talked to Gormy about um, I went to a grocery store in where I used to live in rural Pennsylvania. And it's like a mom and pop grocery store. It's not a chain or anything. And like they had a section and you know how like grocery stores have those sections that hang down from the ceiling that say like, you know, bread or like frozen or whatever. They had keto. And I was like, this is just, it was just weird. Cause I was yeah. like, just hang down keto. And I didn't go in there, but I just thought I'm like, yeah, it's probably a lot of stuff that's really not keto, but it's just, they're, they're just, gra it just grabs onto the, right. the, 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 the current thing. Cause keto is the current thing too. Yeah. For sure. Um, I work in food packaging. I'm a food packaging designer. So all the marketing and strategies, I totally get that. And, you know, you're trying to sell you stuff. So mm -hmm. they will gravitate. They'll see what the trends are. They'll see, you know, where they can get their shareholders money oh, <laughs> value <yeah>. to go up. <laughs> <laughs> so while you, um, so you had the surgery, when did you have the surgery again? I had it in October, 2018. Okay. So you're- you're like two and a half years removed. Um, so when, when you started, obviously you had the surgery, um, like did, did you uh, follow any kind of nutrition as you were going through the um, plant? I mean, obviously at first you can't have really anything you're on the liquid and all that, but 
after you get out of that and a few months removed, did you like start doing like stuff like paleo or keto or whatever um, it might be? I kind of, they give you a diet for six weeks and it gradually brings you back to food. And they say at the six weeks, okay, this is your lifetime diet, you know, high protein, whatever, whatever. Um, so I followed that until I really started to plateau a lot. And then I'm like, okay, I got to pivot at this point. So I started doing low carb because I was on a lot of Facebook groups and in the Instagram community, a lot of people were doing that. And I thought, well, you know what, I can do that too. And I tried it and it did help push me further. But then I developed a surgery complication down the road where I couldn't really do full on keto low carb anymore. So again, had to pivot. But I think I think that's the key is to always learning how to pivot. So when something doesn't work anymore, you got to change it up and that's okay. And you can't stick in the mindset that, oh, I lost all my weight doing this because your body changes and evolves and it gets smart and it gets super efficient. So you have to switch it up. Yeah, definitely. Cause your body is like trying to like store everything it can. And then it's like, it's like, no, I don't want to give it up. And like, at the same time, you're like looking at the scale and you're like, I want this number to go down yeah, <laughs> or, or I want these clothes to fit. And that's, and it's also funny because I'm not, not to talk about the scale too much, but you know, um, so many times, like you'll see the scale not move and not moving like, cause you know, you and I both work out. So when you don't see it moving and you're like, but these clothes fit better, but it's also like, it's cause you're losing fat, but you're not losing weight because <laughs> you're yeah. gaining muscle. So it's always like those mindset changes that just take, like you have to have patience. Like that's what I tell people is like, if, if you're going to, if you're going to do this long-term, you just need to have like oodles of patience. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, someone posted something the other day and it resonated with me and I'm going to pull it up on my screen, but um, it was awesome. It said, someone once told me something along the lines of you got to do your best every day, but remember that your best is going to look different every day. And it says that's one of the most healing and freeing things they've ever heard. And I think that's totally true. Like yeah, every is. day is a little bit different. And I think that's one of the keys to success. Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially when you start your journey hundred pounds heavier and, and your best then is a lot different than your best now. Yep, for sure. Not to mention um, that there's the smaller changes that happen as you go every day. Yeah, I definitely, um, I've been looking at myself, like, you know, when you get that reminder a year ago today, whatever mm -hmm. I weighed less a year ago, but definitely leaner and more cut than I was a year ago. And it's funny, like you mentioned the scale, I haven't been on the scale in months just because mm. it fucks with my head. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I go on it. Um, and it still fucks with my head too. Um, but, uh, like, it's just like, I see myself, like, it was one of these realizations I had the other day at work. Cause we have like big glass doors so I, i'm walking in and i'm like and i see myself and i'm like is that me because <laughs> like uh you know like your reflection looks different over time so yeah. um things like that help i mean it's not i won't say it's so much an nsv but <clears throat> or non-scale victory um but it still helps right um sure. so you were you mentioned uh plateaus like when you had like your first plateau like how did you handle that? Like, did you have like, was it a long plateau, like a couple months, a couple weeks? Um, usually like a week or so, like you get one, they never tell you about it, but after surgery, you get like the, um, week three plateau where your body kind of is like, what the hell's going on? That was the first one. And then about three months and then about six months and then nine months I was done losing the weight I was going to lose after my surgery. So um, I lost it all fast, but it mm -hmm. ended real fast. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it's always interesting when you have plateaus. Because like sometimes they, they those I, I always find that those are what really mess with me, mess with me. Because like you'll just like not see it move, and you're mm -hmm. like, well, I'm not doing anything di too different, but your body's just adapting because you're doing the same thing. Because like if you eat the same, because I was the time when I had my first big one, uh, and even like my most recent, which was lasted like four, three or four months. Um, I was eating like the same stuff all the time. And I think that helped uh, add to it. So I wasn't like changing it up enough. And my body was just like, all right, we just do, we just do this. Yeah. <laughs> We're good now. Yeah. And, and I was doing like the same exercise. Like I was walking a lot and I was doing that and it was like, everything was very formulaic, I guess. So the body was also used to it. Yep. Um, so speaking of 
walking and other things when you started like to um like get more active like how did you start that was that like just did you just walking or did you go to the gym or I mean I know you work out from home now but that's a different story (laughs) um it actually started up here first Mm -hmm. someone before I even had my surgery said if I could give one best piece of advice is as soon as you can start integrating exercise into your routine like straight after surgery because a lot of people would wait till they lost their weight and then okay I got my plateau now let me add exercise, but by integrating it from the start, um, it kind of was something you got used to and it became in the habit of doing, and it was normal. And as you were losing weight, it kind of got easier and you could push yourself more. So that's kind of how I started just by having that mental note that this is what I got to do. So they told us at the clinic, um, eight weeks out of surgery, we could start working out and doing stuff. So all I did was walk on my treadmill. Um, and then I started to walk a little bit faster on my treadmill and I had an elliptical too. So I did that and I'd push myself and, you know, I'd start taking the sweaty selfies and I'd start posting stuff. And then on my birthday, so my, my surgery was October, my birthday was in January. My birthday gift to myself was my very first gym membership. (laughs) (laughs) The one that was like open-ended. I once before I bought a three month, you know, that's all I could commit to, but it's like, Okay. I mean, for the full year plus, that was my gift to myself. And then with that came a trainer. So started actually getting programs, like doing whole body exercises, Mm -hmm. doing muscle work as well. I was always just doing cardio and she's like, no, 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 you got to build your, you know, muscles too. And so I did that. And then COVID happened. (laughs) Yes, it did. I put an end to my gym life and that's been, um, full year now working out at home but I had the year and a half of going there and knowing kind of what to do and I started running too and um uh did some races and stuff but I had all that so I kind of knew what to do and then I tapped into the community for help for at-home stuff too and been doing those programs that's that's great and um when you so like when you started working with the trainer like you basically didn't know any anything beyond just like I can follow the instructions on the machines that have like what to do and, and even then it. yeah even then you're like I, <laughs> I'm a I visual I'm right. person yeah and I still couldn't figure what it's yeah, all I, like form and technique <clears throat> you can't see that from a little you know mechanical doodle on the side of a machine so she would help me mm-hmm. you know do stuff and then I'd be like and they help you switch it up too. Like I wanted to get more into muscle groups and she didn't think at the time it was for me. So she'd give me other things to do, but it was good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really endorse trainer as well. Um, I've been working with one for about six months okay. and like now I, like at first I didn't really know what to do other than the machines. And now yes. I, I feel much more comfortable because yep. you know, you, you start doing stuff and you're like, all right, I can, I can do this. My, my, my biggest my biggest problem now is um when I use the bench because I still the bar gets a little wobbly for me because I'm not used to using it mm-hmm. <laughs> and and like I'm like yeah let's just we'll just do the bar for now like for a while it was just like we'll just do the bar for now right and, until you get comfortable just lifting that up and down and not having it be like looking like this <laughs> yes um all right so you like I think with the trainer thing you don't have to have one either like no not everybody can afford it and uh you know do what you can and again the Instagram Instagram it's that's pretty much what it is I can't get off that place um the Instagram community is very helpful and people like they'll tell you you know try this do this oh yeah for sure and um like even if you can't do it every week or every month, like you can just have like maybe find when they have like some kind of deal on like yeah. a couple sessions or whatever. Yeah. Just especially because like like my gym is a YMCA, right? So like they have three sessions that are free. Yeah. With the trainer, so and that's yeah. that's free. So that yeah, comes with I get the one every six months, but I was yeah. in a special program um, that gave it to me like every day. Cool. <laughs> um. So we discussed like in nutrition and all that. Um, so throughout now that you're like a couple years past and you're in maintenance and all that, do you ever have uh, days where you have like, or even during your journey while you were losing, did you have like cheat, cheat or treat meals or like a reward for yourself that wasn't a meal based on how good your journey had been going? Cause like sometimes when like, you're in a long 
like 100 pound plus weight loss like something that takes those small rewards to keep you wanting to keep going you mean like do i ever eat like an asshole (laughs) yes i still do um sugar was always my thing and even though it like literally makes me sick now (laughs) i still i still allow myself some um but it's balance right like you can't I mean, you can, some people can, but like cutting out something you love is really hard long-term. Like you got to do stuff that is sustainable. And I think sustainability is the key. And a lot of people go all the fuck in and hit it hard. And you can only do that so long. Like you have to be realistic. And one of my strategies food-wise was I loved cooking and I love food. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I thought like, and one of the reasons I put off surgery for a long time is I thought I could never have things again, but now I reinvent things. So I loved creme brulee. Always did. It was my favorite dessert. I reinvented it that I can have it now and it works for me. And I think that's key. And learning how to cook is key too, because food is a big deal. It's the biggest deal. And if you're not enjoying it and things are too restrictive or too hard or doesn't fit your lifestyle doesn't matter you're gonna you're gonna fall off you're gonna cheat you're gonna you know you gotta give yourself allowances to enjoy yeah for sure and I mean I always say like so I carb cycle so I have like a high carb meal on the weekend Mm -hmm. usually and like that's usually gets me through the week of not having much in terms of other than like I mean I have a decent amount but not like a lot right? right so then on the weekend I have like each like I have two meals that are like 100 carbs each up to 100 and it's like, you know, a hoagie or like a, go to like Chipotle and get like a bowl or something like that, like that I like that I can't have, like I used to have, I, could, I used to maybe have multiple times a week and now I just have like once every few weeks because I spread them out. So I don't have the right. same thing either. Um, so going off of that, um, I was curious, um, did you ever have any like um, side effects from your weight loss that you know, you want to talk about, um, so like I have different ones, I have physical and then like non-physical. So physical would be like loss in height, loss in shoe size, because people, I mean, I've heard, I mean, it happened to me too. Um, so multiple people have had that. Um, and then there's also like the non-physical. So it's like, you know, you lose friends slash family that, you know, didn't support you or like gave, you know, like you even mentioned the ones that had warned you against getting the surgery, um, or gain friends, like, you know, obviously Instagram community is very vast with people. Um, and then also things like confidence and like not being afraid, like not being afraid to sit in the booth at a restaurant or things like that. Yep. All of that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, as far as like, so I had a side effect of surgery. I developed reactive hypoglycemia, um, which was the one thing I didn't want to (laughs) get. And that's what I got. So if I have too much carbs and sugar, it will spike my blood sugar super high. And that kind of sucks. But the worst thing is that my pancreas will kick in and make way too much insulin. So then it drops my blood sugar super, super low and puts me in danger. And so when I have that sugar that I love and I freaking push it because I eat like an asshole sometimes, (laughs) um, I'll get a, I'll get a sugar dip and I'll feel myself almost fainting or I'll feel myself. um, I get the sweats, I get dizzy. You know, I, if it goes untreated, I could die or go into a coma. Like it's a big deal. And that was the one thing I didn't want to get from surgery and I ended up getting it. But the thing is you got to roll with the punches, right? So now I know how to deal with it. I know I can only have so much at a time. I know I have to have protein with it to help pull the sugar reaction down. Mm -hmm. I know that I cannot drink and eat something carby at the same time, because for sure I'll get a reaction and it happens about three hours after I eat. Um, So that was one of the, (laughs) side effects but that was the only negative one I mean and if I had the choice to do it all over again and not have that I would do the surgery fucking million times because how it has changed my life compared to this one little thing that I can manage because that's up to me and I know what's going on um I wouldn't even be a question so yes I had that side effect it was a negative thing but it is not a factor for me you roll with those damn punches right yeah for sure um, and like, you know, cost reward benefit, 
I have so much reward because I have a fucking life back now. You know, I didn't feel like I did before. So yeah, there's some negative side effects, but I don't count them because it's just giving back so much more. Um, yeah, sh my shoe size went down a size. Um, I don't remember losing height at all, but uh, I definitely lost some people along the way. And that even happened before surgery, as I mentioned. Um, you know, there's people that, you know, you thought would have your back the most, mm -hmm. kind of didn't. And I had to keep it quiet from my family till almost a month before surgery. I knew um, here in Canada, they make you go through a lot of hoops um, because we have free healthcare. If you qualify and have enough comorbidities, um, the government pays for that surgery for you. So I had a year and a half wait and I had a long time to think about it and a long time to decide whether I was going to tell people. And I kept it secret for a long time and I saved it for um, most of my family till the last month where they couldn't talk me out of it. So, <laughs> and, and the reaction I got was what I thought. So, you know, waiting was warranted. Um, those people are starting to come around. And you know what, I was, I was kind of an asshole to, to a friend that um, had the surgery too, because I didn't understand. I had that stigma in my mind too. And I wasn't the best friend that I could have been to her. So <laughs> knowing that I got my own just desserts back, but yeah, I did lose friends along the way and, and family too. And, um, but they come around eventually. And if they don't fuck them, because they obviously don't have your best interest at heart because anyone who knew me before and knows me now it's night and day like and the changes in my life and what I can do now and to not be happy or supportive of that then it's a less about a me thing and a more about a them thing oh yeah yeah Someone and can't be happy for you for making changes that one save your life and two just make you actually have a life and do things and you know not be kind of reclusive like I was yeah yeah and sometimes I think that a lot of that's their own like <clears throat> almost narcissism coming into play where they they don't want to because they, they, they could come back on like to that they have to like introspect themselves narcissism maybe um I think it's more about insecurity because yeah. people are comfortable and people don't like change and a lot of um one particular friendship was based around us going out for lunch every day and when that couldn't happen, you know, this person got really upset and didn't talk to me anymore. And, you know, because part of our relationship revolved around that act of going out for lunch and food and a certain lifestyle that I just couldn't have anymore. So, you know, those fall apart. So I had a mm -hmm. lot of that as well. Cool. And then yeah. positive things is the Instagram community. There's some negative things in there too, but a lot oh, of yeah. positive people, you know. So, yeah, I, I kind of say there's like for every, you know, it's like the, uh, the four out of five dentists recommend an apple a day or whatever kind of thing. And then there's always that one that's going to be like the 20% that's, that's <laughs> there. That's always going to be, uh, not the people you want to be, you want to worry yeah. about. And too, like, we got to remember too, like a lot of people with obesity problems had like, um, mental issues that come with that, that either cause the obesity, you know, and this is a whole, like microcosm of people that have issues, right? So sometimes people evolve from that as they change and sometimes they don't. And it's hard to not take that into consideration sometimes because you think, you know, you want everyone to love you and we're all in this together. But, you know, there's, there's some baggage that a lot of us have, you know, when you're treated a certain way because you're heavy your whole life, right? Like there's a lot of insecurity. Oh, yeah. um, so I try to keep that in mind too when, I yeah, yeah. and I, I've had a few instances where people like um, really were kind of insulting at times or like using yeah. like my, I remember there was one instance, I won't say who, but, you know, used my story to push their own narrative, like a story I posted yeah. and I just really got, I really got yeah. pissed off and I just blocked them. I blocked yeah. both of them and I, I don't block a lot of people, but I blocked them because I'm like, you know, I just don't want to see your face <laughs> anymore because yeah. yeah. it just, it would just, it would just irritate me or trigger me it's the new phrase right yes triggers there's yeah many. And, and and just knowing like i'm just like that doesn't make me feel good and then, so i just yeah. i did that and you know it's unfortunate but it is what it is and i feel um, like too, sometimes people when they don't evolve they get very competitive um on there and you have to remember 
you know, it's not a you thing. Don't take it personally. It's always the them thing. <laughs> yeah. But it's hard, especially if you're a people pleaser, it's hard sometimes, but. Yeah. I mean, and everybody wants to be liked. Like, you're, you're, like, I mean, not, there are very few people that are on social media that are like, I don't, I don't look at how many likes I get on every post. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause even though some people are like, I, I don't do it for the likes. And I've said that, but you still like to see like a certain amount of people liking your posts. Social media was designed by very smart people to make these companies a whole lot of money. And it was purposely like adding that like feature Mm -hmm. was like changing for Facebook when they (laughs) first did it because it gets everyone hooked, right? It's, they design it so it's addictive and you want all those things. And, you know, it was, it's very intentional. Yeah. And they know how to play us. Yeah. yeah. And (laughs) it was, it was funny because a few weeks ago I was in Instagram jail for I was like kind of weeding through my un, my, my the people I follow, and I was just like, I don't really follow these people, so I like unfollowed a bunch, and I, I unfollowed too many. Right. And I, and I so I, was, I couldn't for like a week. I couldn't post or do anything other than DM or post a story. Right. And then I came back, and then I was my first post. I posted like this meme I found, and I posted it like on a Saturday night when I was out to dinner, and all of a sudden, like by like late Saturday, it was like my like my number one like liked post and oh, yeah. i was like that's weird because like it's nothing like i didn't even like really try like i just posted this meme and i put like two mm-hmm. sentences and posted it and it was i wound up going to like almost two thousand likes which because it, it got shared and shared and shared like a bunch yeah. of pl- like and i like never had that kind of engagement and and it was just i, I remember i was talking to our buddy kenny uh when i saw him and he's not he's, my buddy i don't know what not, you're not, not not your buddy <laughs> <laughs> um and and when i'm sure he'll love hearing his shout out here um for one day when he's on the podcast um but you know and he had said he said yeah he's like he's like because it was when i saw him in person and it was like he's like it's because everybody's like because i had like a whole bunch of like forwards like shares from it and then like saves and like i just never had that before and i was just like that's interesting because it's a lot of people um because like before that my most was like just around four ish 400 so I could go to like almost 2000, like mm-hmm. five times, it, it, and it, but it does. It's like, you see that constant, like, likes, likes, like, like, like constant notifications. And I think they design an algorithm. Cause I noticed too, like if I'll have a week where I'm just not feeling it and I'm off and then all of a sudden I come back and post a story. So many people see it. Like, I think there's algorithms that notice your patterns of you pulling away. And then they're like, okay, let's make this more. Mm-hmm tasty for this person yeah like, and you know, I, I've noticed a lot of too, engagement on it because like I used to post like every day um last summer when I was walking all the time and now I don't and I post like a couple times a week at most but if I don't post like Tuesday like, you know transformation Tuesday throwback Thursday Friday so I don't, sometimes I don't post two of those and then like I post the one and when I come back and do the one like I get like way more instant like uh likes and all that right. compared to like normally where it takes a while Right. Um, and so it, it, it's, it's all, it's all numbers and math game that they have mm-hmm. set up in that. So yeah. um, I don't post a lot, but I'm a story girl. So mm-hmm. I, oh, yeah. I'm not trying to get the numbers. I have a decent amount of numbers, not trying to get the numbers, but the ones I have, I want to keep because yeah. those are my circle and those are my peeps. Right. And, oh, yeah. and I always act a fool in my stories. So. <laughs> They're great. I, lo- I love when you spill the coffee because I'm like, man, that's going to be a mess. <laughs> I know, coffee right? or the tea. I got so many people. Oh my god, you get the anxiety. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I, I just see it. I'm like, oh man, that's 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 like a that's like a lot of stuff on the counter now. I um, usually get close to a sink, but uh, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> just maybe. I yeah. Know. <laughs> I, I I see him like when I as I at work, I'll go out on a break and I'll check my phone and I'll uh, and then I'll be like, oh, and I, I watch a few of them and then I have to go back and unfortunately, um, but but they, they are great um so kind of getting towards the end here i was curious um so obviously we know where you're at today you've lost 100 pounds and you said that you know you gained a little bit since you're lowest but you know you're getting more lean and all that um what what are some like health goals that you have for like the next year or so Hmm. um really just sort of staying on track like i've yo-yoed back and forth. The most I ever regained was 21 pounds and I lost it all by intermittent fasting. So, and then I take, took a little break from it and like 10 came back. So now I'm back on it again and it's coming back off. So it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a lifelong battle to just 
maintain. Um, that's my biggest fear and that's what fuels me and drives me. So I'm not as goal oriented as most people, but I kind of just want to stay on my game. And, and that's ultimately my goal is to not, um, go backward. So yeah, the biggest fear too, like, you know, yeah. Um, all right. So, um, one thing I like to ask everybody, um, which, you know, I already told you this is coming, um, like is something that's not health or fitness or weight loss related that you like to do, um, or participate in or whatever it might be. Um, I was just curious what that might, something that's a good um, hobby or whatever. Well, considering that I've been in the lockdown for a whole fucking year now and they just extended it here again, jeez, Canada, oh, wow. get your shit together. <laughs> yeah, they just, they just lifted uh, the mask, the indoor mask mandate here. Oh, wow. So we don't have to wear masks because we hit like a certain percentage of people vaccinated. We're on, we're, we can't get the vaccines here that you guys can because Canada does not produce their own. So we rely on other countries to provide them and it's hard to get. Yeah. Um, so we're behind in the whole vaccination thing. Um, and so we have a lot more risk of variants and stuff. And we've always been super conservative, like our approach to it compared to the US. Um, so they just extended our lockdown, like, and, and it's a stay at home order. So really they made a law where you can be arrested for being outside. Um, and this has been two months going on and every police force is like, we're not ever gonna enforce this. And then they kind of went back because people were pissed, right? Um, and it's how long can you keep doing this? But I mm -hmm. understand why too, but it's been very hard. So my goal is to do social shit as soon as I can. Like I haven't seen my family since my sister passed away in November. That's really hard. You know, yeah. um, we haven't had a family gathering for a holiday since um, Christmas of 2019. I haven't seen a sister in two years. Like, you know, that's, that's, that's the really hardest tough. part. It's yeah. really tough. Um, and just friends and stuff. And they close the border and a lot of my friends are from the US. So I want to be able to take um, relationships and friendships to physically being there <laughs> and yeah. making a point and not putting off like, oh, you wanna do stuff? And before I'd be like, oh no, like this is a lesson. <laughs> do the things, life is fucking short. I'm gonna take my online friendships offline and meet these people. I started doing that before COVID too. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one goal. And another goal is get more sleep. <laughs> I am not sleeping well lately. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, sleep's important. And, um, but, but the, the, the taking the friendships to in person is like such a big. It is. It, it, it's, it's also like, I, I mean, I know you've done it. So it's kind of like, it's, I, I almost say it's kind of strange because like you don't actually like before, technically, like everybody's like strangers, right? is like in the old definition of strangers and but you know each other somewhat well from your online I say yeah. persona but you know we all have our personas online um so like I and when I met up with uh John and Kenny a couple weeks ago and I went to him again he'll, he'll, he'll love it <laughs> but you know like we met up and like it's just like kind of like we clicked right like right away because we we know each other well enough Right. That and how was, different were they in real life than they were what you know online? Um, they're actually about the same. Yeah. They actually were, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah they, they were pretty much the same. I found that too. And everybody yeah. says that about me is like, what you see is what you get. So I think that's awesome. There's yeah. been one, I've met a lot of people from the Instagram community um, through meetups and I'm part of the uh, Toronto meetup organization committee too. So we were, we organized some events and um, most people are like what you see. And there's been a few exceptions where they weren't, but those yeah. are the people that have an agenda anyway. So. Yeah. 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 So, so, so far I've only met a few, so uh, only uh, four so far, but mm -hmm. um, those all are pretty good. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it, like, it, I kind of equated it to like, when you see like an old friend that you haven't seen in a while, you kind of pick up where you left off kind of thing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's very similar, even though, you know, you talk to them a lot, a lot frequently, so. Yep. Um, all right. So you guys did a 5K or something, right? Like a walk. Yeah, we did a 5K um, at a park in, outside of Philadelphia. Um, cause that's kind of like, so Kenny and John live in New York, I live in Baltimore. Mm 
was a nice mm-hmm. in between like two hours right. each way for each of us right. um and it was, it was cool and like we met up with three other people that are in the community yep. that we hadn't hadn't met met up with before and had had conversations but you know again it was just a lot of the same stuff like we just clicked yeah. um, and it was cool that you could do something like physical and positive that way like uh yeah just before COVID, February last year, I flew to North Carolina um, with my running group and we did a 5K together. And that was one of the best experiences I ever had in my life. Like, it was awesome. And these were people, and you bond with these people in, in this community because we all have a similar story, right? We're all battling similar mm-hmm. things. And and to be able to take that offline is really, really yeah. amazing. Because I mean, we celebrate each other's like, wins and 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 setbacks and all that because because like so often like you don't want to like this is stuff you don't share with like people in your real life right like i mean i for for a long time i didn't i didn't even share my like ever on facebook or anything publicly to like last year when i had 150 pounds lost like that was the first time i shared it with like people some people found me on instagram through algorithms but most didn't know that i had like this account um becoming bright like i had another account for my personal account but that's i don't even Does use this it mean only fans no no <laughs> um but I, I had like a I had one yeah i know um but i had one and I, like, I would post occasionally on that and then like during the pandemic when it started like i was like you know i was like i can post more and like i just started walking and i was like i started posting and then i was slowly i slowly like just was like i don't really need this account anymore because <laughs> i don't ever post like I don't ever post. Like, I think my last post was six or eight months ago. And I said, hey, follow me at, at my other yeah. account because I'm not doing this anymore. Um, my personal account is yeah, dead. It, yeah, it, it, my personal account is the same as this one now. Yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a catchier title than my other one was. Um, my other one was basically my, 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 my screen name from AOL. Oh, uh, <laughs> I have AOL. Yeah, okay. Um, so... And, you know, actually, speaking of the 5K meetups, we're, I'm actually organizing one in D.C. in Memorial Day weekend. We're going to do it around the, uh, I, I, was, I was like, because I'm meeting up with, um, you probably know him as the Primal Bro. Mm-hmm. He was on Instagram. So he and I, he's not Primal Bro, he's been Jitsu now. Yeah. Um, he and I are going to do one in D.C. at the reflecting pool of the Lincoln Memorial. Awesome. I was like, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good um, spot. Like, everybody knows that. <laughs> um this park we went to in Philly was like, nobody really knew where that was. So we weren't really sure, but when we went there, it was great too. But, right. uh, but yeah, so we're, uh, we're going to organize, we're organizing that. We haven't announced it yet. Although by the time this gets released, it's going to be after Once so. the border opens, I want to come to the shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know. I, I hear you. Cause it's just, it's crazy. It's been this long. Mm-hmm. I never yeah. thought it would be, but. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ho- hopefully, hopefully, I don't know. Cause it's just. Right. It's, it's tough for how long it could be, right? I, I, it'll probably always be a factor, I think, um, but it'll be managed. And I think, like, from what they're saying around here, fall is going to be a big difference. So hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. True. Yeah. You never know. Um, but, yeah, normalcy is good. I think we need it. I think a lot of people are suffering um, mental health-wise because it's mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, and, and, and especially people, on this side of the wall. Yeah, I mean, even <laughs> even yeah, 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 north of the wall, it's totally different than here in here in King's Landing. Um, the like, um, I know here in like some of these states like, where I live, like they're opening, like even like stadiums are going to be like a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, wow. I know Texas did it a few months ago before the vaccines were out, and that was nuts. But like here, like <laughs> different rules. <laughs> yeah, d- d- different rules in Texas. Uh, shout out to anyone in Texas. Um, but you know, here in Maryland and in Philly, like they're opening the stadiums up in June to be like fully capacity, full capacity and like the NFL season will have full capacity and just like to be like around other people and like, not that I like being around 70,000 people, but, um, just being around other people to share in experiences. Cause like I went to a baseball game a few, like about two months ago or not two months ago, last month, um, in Baltimore. And it was, you know, we were in the stadium and it was like, it was, it was kind of like one of those, it was weird yet good to be there. Mm-hmm. Cause it was just like, it was something normal to do. Yeah. And, yeah. but they're only cause of how they had this spacing and social distancing and all that. Like they were only, they said they sold 4,000 tickets, but it was like a double header. So you had to buy one ticket for both games. So I think like there's probably maybe 1500 people in the stadium that seats 45,000. 
right. that was like very sparse and like very yeah. empty. And when we got there, um, the other team had hit a home run and because we got there about in the first inning and heard all this cheering. And I was like, oh, they must have like a lot of people here. Right. Because we were as we were walking, it was as we were coming through the tunnel to the to go up the steps to our seat. And no, that was the players on the opposite team <laughs> cheering. Oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> because it just because there's nobody like there's not a lot of people there. So yeah. <clears throat> it was just but as, as we get more and more into that kind of stuff or like going like my I'm a big movie buff and just being able to go to a theater and see a new movie that yeah. I want to see like I'm Memorial Day weekend I'm planning to see A Quiet Place too, and I'm like I've been wanting to see that for like a year and a half because that's when it was supposed to come out right <clears throat> and just stuff like that like just is kind of normal and not have to like worry about you know COVID and all that because I, I haven't gone to a theater since like last February because I one there's nothing that came out and two um I don't I didn't think it was it was not worth the risk because I um people don't I haven't talked about this before um I used to manage a movie theater and I know the people that work in movie theaters and not no offense to them but they're not going to be the most diligent in cleanliness all the time because mm-hmm. I mean they're going to have safeguards but I also worked in one so I know I know how it gets when you're busy stuff yep. slips by <clears throat> um and you just you you have to just get stuff done so it doesn't always get cleaned or get right taken care of in the proper way and then like also like a lot of these theaters now they have the luxury seats right so then your head's touching the back of a seat that somebody else's head touched and i'm like right. yeah i'm not that pressed me out before yeah yeah i know <laughs> so a i'm like response for me <clears throat> so, so yeah so stuff like that um but yeah j- j- just a return to normalcy is what i think we all need because it's just been a year and a half almost a year and a half now of just insanity yeah um, it's going to be weird having that shift back into what we call somewhat normal mm-hmm. and whether it'll always be like, it'll be close to normal. I don't know, but uh, I, I, feel, I feel, I feel like things like handshakes are going to like go away like for yeah. a lot, a while. I mean, I, people still like, get, when I have a handshake, but as soon as I have one, as soon as I like have a handshake, cause it's not that I, I, like I, I met up, I ran yesterday, I was in my hometown and I saw a friend of mine I hadn't seen in years. And at Office Max because I went to get a, I needed to get a pen and a notebook for something, mm-hmm. and like he he called me over because he was in his car and he called me over and I'm like oh hey and like we chatted for a bit and then I shook my hand and I'm like I wasn't gonna not yeah I wasn't gonna not do it so I just was like when I got back to my truck I went and got my hand sanitizer and <laughs> took yeah. care of it but yep. you know stuff like that and I think that those kind of things are gonna be with us for a while. And I'm sure. also and I'm also not a, a, against masks during flu season either because I was like I lasted. I hadn't, I wasn't, I didn't get a cold for a year and a half. I haven't had one either. Yeah. Now I, I, I did have a terrible, because here in um, Maryland, we've had terrible uh, allergies and I had a terrible sinus infection um, this year. Like, so I didn't get taken out by COVID. I got taken out by, by freaking pollen. Right. And, I, and then like, and it was like the same symptoms as, um, as COVID. So I couldn't go to work. So I just was at home for a week. Cause I was just like, I felt like the third or fourth day I felt like a train hit me. Like I just, totally wiped out right. um but yeah so all right well now that we've had our covid talk um i know there's always covid talk yeah right? yeah like, it's, it's just the time i mean it'll be interesting if you know a couple of years from now people listen to this and they're like they're like man do you remember covid <laughs> well there was a thing called sars here back in 2003 and it was kind mm-hmm. of like our pre-covid but it never it kind of got stopped in its tracks where COVID didn't. So we had a little taste of the scare of yeah. it back then, but I think because that resolved, people here thought that it was it, this wasn't gonna. It, and it's interesting because I mean, because people don't know like COVID is SARS-CoV two, right? I mean, it's yeah. it's very sim- it's similar in its str- in yeah. some parts of it, and um, and like that's why when it first happened, so interesting little tidbit. So. My wife and I were planning a trip to Italy last in September of last year. And um, we'd bought our airline tickets like a week or two before it spread to Italy. Mm. And um, so I was like that bad timing. Um, but, you know, because when it was in China, I was like, oh, well, SARS was in China and like it didn't go anywhere. Right. I mean, not really compared to like this. It kind of came to Toronto. It came, yeah, it came to Canada. <laughs> and, um, and, 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 and so I wasn't too worried. And then. And then it hit Italy and I'm like, crap. <laughs> Luckily we, our flight got, ch- it was one of those things where our flight slightly, our time slightly got changed enough that we could get our refund. So it was fine. I was fine with it. Cause I was like, got my money back. Um, but, but yeah, so it's, 
you know, like that stuff just because you don't know what, what's going to happen. And then it just like spread and spread and spread. And you're like, I don't know. Um, okay. And it just, it, yeah. And it's still here in yeah, and we're May, still May of 2021. talking about it. I, I know. I know we were done. All right. So wrapping up the uh, show now, um, I do a segment called, I call it Brett's Corner because this was actually, that was the title, going to be the title of my podcast. And then I decided to change it. Um, so I like to ask five questions to everybody. Um, first one's kind of like entertainment. It's what, like what movie, TV show, event, sporting event, anything are you most excited for in the next year? Okay. So I don't watch TV or movies very much anymore because Instagram takes my time <laughs> and my creative projects. So I'm so out of the loop and all that shit, but I did sign up for a mud race in October. So that event I'm really looking forward to, and I'm looking forward to social events. And again, I said, I was on the Toronto weight loss um, meetup committee mm-hmm. for us to have our boat cruise finally at some point in the future. We had a plan last year and we had to can- cancel it. Um, so social things and my oh, yeah. race and yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that, that's that's awesome. And your your mud uh mud like t- is it like a tough mudder basically? Kind of, but aimed at women. So oh, okay, ladies. Okay, and Mighty that's it. That, <laughs> <laughs> I did it before. It was so fun. That's awesome. Um, so, uh, question two, uh, what are like two non-health related goals you have for the next year? Um, sleep again Yeah. (laughs) and the social again. Um, I want to learn, like, I want to stretch creatively, like in my job, like I'm a food packages designer. I want to, um, strengthen my skills in that. I want to learn more video software and video editing and after effects. I started getting into that. Mm-hmm. Want to do it more. I, I love doing video stuff and I put all these goofy ones out on here. It's been my practice and it's actually got me some cool projects at work from my that's, Instagram. That's awesome. So it's neat how like a little love that you kind of do online can get sucked into your real life. So I really want to push that. And I think when you push your skills, you become more valuable employee in person and creative. Like I'm super creative, so it doesn't stop. The wheel's always spinning. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Question three, if someone came to you saying they were lacking motivation to stay consistent with their journey or anything, right? what, What would be like three pieces of advice you would give them? Um, first of all, motivation doesn't find you, (laughs) you have to find it. So don't wait for the fucking motivation, start walking, put your shoes on, like look at the door, whatever, get out of bed. Um, that's, that's kind of what you got to do. Um, I think too, really important is don't be all or nothing. Like the little changes matter and they add up over time and don't think I've got to hit the ball out of the park every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't work that way. Do little things, have little goals. Um, and they really add up. And, uh, third one, I mean, there's always that comparison thing. Don't compare yourself. Um, that's the number one thing that comes back. You look on social media and you see all these people that, you know, oh, they're doing everything perfectly. It's, it's just a glimpse. It's a small drop of what they choose for you to see. And it's not the whole picture. So know that, you know, your story is your story and, you know, just make your today better than your yesterday was. And who cares what Brett is doing with all his 150 pounds and thousand K walks every day. 250. I'll be Brett. It's 250. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> See, it's even worse than I, <laughs> no yeah yeah i i yeah. always i always tell people that like the last one um because you can't compare because if you compare you're gonna just you're, you're gonna drive yourself insane really. yeah mm-hmm. and also like uh, you mentioned the um the all or nothing because so many people like they'll i have a few friends that i i try to help a little bit with their own weight loss because even though they're lighter than me but you know i've mm-hmm. done it pretty well so far um yeah. you know they they're like they'll, they'll go like full bore two weeks they're like oh, i'm on it i'm gonna do this and i just see it happen i'm just like you know just just like like one of them i was like just just give me like a week of your baseline of your like fitbit or my fitness pal like so we can see where you're at like a normal eating 
and then just like to make slight changes don't like have to cut everything because if you cut everything you can do it for two weeks but then after those two weeks you're gonna be like i i hate this it's not sustainable like sustainability is key in everything because you're gonna hit that wall and it's gonna suck and you're gonna hate it you got to do things you enjoy Mm -hmm. you got to do things that that will last and you got to look at it as forever can i keep this up forever like you know i used to eat very keto um it worked for me for a while and then it didn't so pivot pivot is okay definitely all right question four what have you discovered about yourself during your journey or transformation that surprised you the most um confidence for sure because you know me now but if you knew me three years ago Mm -hmm. i didn't say a word i felt apologetic for myself i was quiet i was happy to sit in the background um be the person behind the camera doing all the things and now i'm on a podcast this is my sixth one like there's no way in hell three years ago i thought i would even be able to talk like um part of my job is presenting my concepts i would say three things here well there's my work look at it this is yellow because whatever you know but now i can talk about it this is whatever like i have the words because i have a voice and i found that by seeing all the things I could do. And it's not just because I'm thinner. Um, I feel less shame because of that, but it was always there. I just had to pull it out of the shell. Yeah, I I feel like so much of it is like you just, you're working on the thing that that you're most, uh, let's say ashamed of, like, because a lot of us are, right? Right? And then you get there and then you um, like, it impacts the rest of your life. Cause like, you're like, just those small things like, you know, you, you want, you have more ambition or more drive for whatever, like you just said about like doing, I'm sure you don't just say, Hey, here's the, here's like three words. And then here's what's on the wall. And this is why, like you, you know, you have good, 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 yeah. Good, 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 good talking skills. Right. (laughs) All right. And definitely comes with confidence. Oh yeah, definitely. Cause you start to believe in yourself and then, you know, you start saying the words and you start believing what you're saying too. So yeah, it's, and um, I become like a big believer in the speaking things into existence too. Like, cause yep. the more, the more you say it, the more it's, if, you know, if it doesn't happen, all you did was say, talk about it. Like, and that goes with negativity too, because if you talk negatively all the time, mm-hmm. you're going to believe it. And if you don't believe in yourself, how is anybody else going to believe in you either? Yeah. So I think it goes yeah. both ways. Definitely. All right. Final question. This is a little bit of a screwy one. Um, if in 150 years science fails us, fails to save us, and all that is left is a book about your life, what would the title be, and what would the blurb say about Denise? Oh God! It'd say something with an expletive, like <laughs> fuck. Um, I think more about it would be more about finding myself and believing in myself, like kind of what we were just talking about. Um, you know, my story. I always compare my story to like a metamorphosis, like it's a butterfly. You start as the turd little worm thing and turn into a cocoon and you're this butterfly. Caterpillar or whatever? That's what it is. Caterpillar. (laughs) I like turd worm better. Turd worm, yeah. Um, And I think too, like it would be about life is short and don't take yourself too fucking seriously because I sure shit don't. <laughs> um, you know, like be funny, laugh, enjoy the little moments, you know, tell people you love them, you care about them when you can, because life is freaking short. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think we all, especially um, both of us have had health complications. Right. So then we're, we both uh, uh, ex- yeah. experience like, how short it can be and how short it can feel like. I mean, yeah. you had cancer, I had my PE, which, you know, depending where you find it, like half the people don't survive it. So someone at my work actually had yeah. one at work and yeah. it's not with us anymore. Yeah, it's it's rough. So it's always it's uh it always makes you um appreciate it. So yeah. All right. Well, um that's the end of it. I guess we'll wrap it up here. Um, so Denise, if anyone wants to follow you on Instagram or wherever else, where can they find you? I am at scaling underscore down underscore R N Y on well, Instagram. All right. I'll, I'll add that to the show notes and, uh, and hopefully we'll see you again here on becoming more.
For sure. Happy to come back. We got to get, we got to do a round table with Kenny, get his ass on here. I'm, I'm trying very hard. I can, I can pull the words out of him. So this is the third time we brought him up too. We should be. I, I, I know he's, he's going to be like, <laughs> he's going to DM me as soon as he listens to it and be, and tell me all about how he's never coming on here. <laughs> <laughs> but he is one person who is coming out of his shell too. Like oh, how he was a year ago. In mm-hmm. freaking day, I mean, he even met me in person. I know, and he stewed about it for a while. <laughs> it's like, do it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, like change is hard, you know, and uh, it's cool to see us all evolving. Like all of us, you're different than when I first started following you. Kenny's different. Anybody on here is different. It's really exciting. Yeah, it is. It. All right. Well, we will end it here. Have a good day, everybody.